Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. Guess who it is? That's right. It is your trusted game master, Brian. And you know what? I am very pleased and very happy, I think it's the same thing, to welcome you to Blood Lords, season 11 for this show. Can you believe that? We've been going strong for like almost four years now. Man, I look back at some of the some of the faces that we had in the rage room back when we all met in person. Man, it's like distant ghosts. But you know what? We've got some new meat. <laughs> Dead meat. Because you know why? We're playing in Blood Lords. It takes place in Geb, the land of the undead. And I can't wait to see what this new roster of, of PCs, what they can do. Because I tell you what, I really want to put them to the test. So, you got to cheer me on, man, or cheer them on. But you know what? <laughs> Who am I fooling? It's not adversarial at all. We are having one hell of a great time as a joined together family. And I look forward to doing more and more of these. And But please, write in and let me know what you think about this. And let, let me know how you feel about the flavor of this show. Don't forget, write in at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com. You can also touch base with me over on our YouTube channel at rollthehard 20 just, you know, don't forget to hit that little subscribe bell so that uh, I know you're part of the show. And I love to get shout outs to all of my new subscribers. Gary, you, you know who you are, Gary Kilgore. I just want to say thanks again for writing into the show. You know, anytime anybody wants to write in and tell me what they think about a past season or, or past NPCs or PCs or the players or how they, how they worked a specific season, just let me know because I tell you what, we live for that. Remember, leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on because we're on all of them. You could even find us like, just Google our name. There's all kinds of third-party podcast apps out there. Like, just just enjoy it. I tell you what, I, I'm just rambling on because I just, you know, I get this fervor and I'm just really, really happy. So I guess the only thing left to do would be to warm up our dice and top off our glass as Roll the Heart 20 Podcast presents episode one of our Blood Lords run-through which is basically Blood Lords episode one. Enjoy, everybody. Be right back. Are you really? Yep, he just did. Yeah, he wow. just did. That's the he just run. mic dropped you. He mic dropped you. <laughs> Way to go, e Dr. Grant. E just leave R those kids in the car. <laughs> he just mic dropped you. I can't believe he did that. It's like, you're going to start recording? I'm going to get a beer. Guy's a fucking prima this donna. Is... Joins the show and immediately gets off as soon as I hit record. <laughs> Be in my trailer. That's I guess right. you didn't fulfill all the things on his rider. <laughs> my grand entrance. That's right. Got have all the green M&Ms to one side. You know why they did that? Why Van Halen did that? Because um, no, no, it was no. to see if they if the people were actually reading reading the writers. Time. It was yep. just something stupid, but if they if they knew that if they didn't remove the green M and M's that they didn't read the rest of it. Yep, they should have put cool. in like uh, you know football helmet filled with cottage cheese. Is that college cheese or cottage? Yeah, cheese? I heard cottage college. Uh, I heard college. I just don't like college cheese. Nobody else got to get a degree. Rat, you just had a stroke. Mm. Where are you going, beer run? You just closed. Where's your uh? All right, whatever. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Looks like Sam's like 
hidden far away on a mountain, just cruising yeah. around with his beer. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't mind the steam uh, thing behind me. It's good. He knows we're recording, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. He, I mean, you said it, so I don't. know. He'll be back at some point. David, do you have a problem with your camera or what? Yeah, I do. I'm what was I saying it. earlier, Junior? About the first episodes of every book. Yep, always ends up uh, having some kind of glitch. It'll be fine. My liege, are you back? Um, almost yes. Hold on a second. <clears throat> hey, what's up, everyone? Oh, hi. And then let me change my name. And then Mr. Radke, camera problems. We're off to a great start, uh, boys and girls. Hey, all right. Our GM is going to start getting very angry, and then we're all going to die because he's going to take it out on all of us. So we're starting fresh this time around, guys. We're not going to drag any old crosses into this AP with us. So, Oh, no. I'm, Jesus. I'm, I'm not even talking about crosses. Please, Lord's name in vain. Damn it. Hey, this is a new start. This is a new, uh, new AP, a new system. Well, you know, I know that, and this is for the listeners, obviously, uh, we had just, well, I had just finished the final edit of episode 63 today. So it should be out in like two weeks. Of course, you won't hear this for like a couple weeks beyond that, but I'm pretty happy with its outcome. I'm happy to have finally driven that thing right across the finish line. Ratke, say something when your camera Hello? goes Hello? out. I just want okay. to make sure. I'm okay if your camera goes out while we're doing this. Yeah. As long as your mic doesn't. When it so, dies, I'll say something. Okay. You can hear me? <laughs> I can hear you just fine. Yeah. Hey, when my mic goes know. out, I'll say something. <laughs> well, if we don't hear Radke talk, we know something's up. <laughs> Touche. Because well, he, he and Ramirez are the same same person. Yes. Ramirez, if I can't hear Ramirez. <laughs> it's the blood alcohol level is the difference. It's a good balance. Well, let's, uh, let's get this ball started. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Right from the streets. Yeah. Blood Lords, book one, Zombie Feast, episode one. Is everybody excited about this? I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little I'm scared. Fucking excited. I was actually nervous. I was telling that to Junior and Chris earlier that... uh. I got a little giddy. Had to like do some breathing exercises. I always get that way when I'm about ready to start a new AP. But uh, yeah, I had to amp up, man, and to get into character. Allow me to set the mood for this adventure path. The nation of Geb. Many fear the land of Geb, named after a famed necromancer who died thousands of years ago to rise again. The land is now known for being ran by the undead. It sits on the east coast of the continent of Garund, a very dangerous and hostile land. To Geb's north lay the Mana Wastes, with the nation of Nex, Geb's rival nation, on its opposite side to the north. To Geb's south, the Field of Maidens, a large plain dotted with the statues of many female human warriors. Once an army bent on invading the land of Geb, until the undead necromancer Geb himself demonstrated a permanent tribute to his personal sorceress power and turned the entire army to stone. Then you got stretching like 
the spine of the continent, the shattered range of the Mwangi Expanse, which boards Geb on its western flank, leaving Geb's eastern border buttressed against the Obari Sea. And at the center of Geb lies an unusual city, Grey Dirge. Now, the normal custom of Geb is to reanimate its citizens as undead once they die, meaning that Grey Dirge is literally built on the bones of those Gebites who were unwilling or unable to be reanimated. Its inhabitants, no doubt, have their own reasons for living in a city-sized ossuary, but for now, it's Grey Dirge that is your destination. Oh, and I should also be noted that uh, Gebites worship Zon Kuthon who is the god of pain. Now, each of you, for reasons only known to you as individuals, have been summoned to the house of the Blood Lord, Berline Haldoli, either for work, recompense, or as a favor to an old friend. As each of you make your way through the maze-like streets and narrow alleys of the old city, you each eventually find yourselves, at the appointed time, in front of a sprawling estate the property's southern wall is actually part of the 30-foot-high perimeter wall of gruesomely fused bones that surround the city of Grey Dirge, the residence of Berline Haldoli. You see the other three sides of the property enclosed by a 10-foot-high stone wall, and as you approach this, this awesome estate, you see that there is a large archway of bones that serve as the main entrance. Now I want you to imagine that as, as the time has ticked by, the four of you have made your way through this city of Grey Dirge, at some point getting into Geb, getting to where you need to be, and making your way towards this Blood Lord's house. And I want you to imagine that the four of you are all approaching this place from different angles, and you see the four of yourselves right now um so we don't know each other then no okay but we know that she summoned us here for whatever reason or however right? you heard from her or heard okay. about her and her desire or the need that arose for her seeking certain um agents that might help benefit her as a blood lord in what she does okay but it was all vague. You just know that there might be some some monetary gain to this, or who knows? Maybe you guys have one of you may have a relationship with her that borders on friendship, maybe debt, something that may bring you to to her doorstep to help with what she needs help with. I think that my character Rena is um, very circumspect of the entire thing, so she's. You know, the type of person that she takes in all of the angles, high perception, and just um, if she sees these other three people kind of like converging um, paths, she's going to put that together quickly. And, um, you know, looking at, I'm guessing you guys are wearing armor, that sort of stuff. She's going to start thinking, okay, we're probably heading towards the same thing. And she'll probably even say, like, are you heading to see Haldori? She'll engage the, the other three. What's it to you? I'm heading the same way. Now, uh, give a brief description of what you look like, Renya, and, and Khan, and in your turn, and then obviously Sebastian and Sorel. All right, go ahead, Renya. 
Okay, so I'm playing a um, female Dampier. Um, she's about 36 years old, uh, slim, uh, but muscular. She got a bow on her back, dark hair, pale face, couple daggers. She looks like she knows her way around uh, survival, living outside, that sort of thing. Khan is a half-orc, half-human monk, dressed in sort of dirty, but still somewhat decent clothing. Tall, about six foot four, six foot five. Muscular, but not too bulky. He looks uh, like he has the the sort of uh, economy of a wolf about him. Not too heavy, not too light. Looks lethal and dangerous, but his smile is... Uh, is discerning because when he smiles, it's a mouthful of uh, teeth and tusks. But some seems somewhat affable to you. Sebastian is a mountain dwarf, pretty stocky looking, paled face, long black hair, also has a very braided, tried to kept a neatly braided beard. Uh, you could see patches that have been either ripped out or singed off by fires. Uh, he's wearing black battle, uh, battle-scarred leather armor with decorated red patches on his side with embossed symbols. Uh, he's got a demon face on his center chest plate. He also walks around with his bastard sword on his side with, if you look closely at it, you'll see a morbid skull on the pommel of it that it looks like he eventually etches different designs onto it. That's badass, dude. Uh, Sorel Frithog. He's a gnome cleric, a cloistered cleric. Uh, he is about three and a half feet tall, and he's wearing um, just uh, robes of, of uh, his church. That's it. No armor. Um, you know, just a satchel and his holy symbol. Um, one thing that is really sticks out about Sorel is that his skin and um, his overall appearance looks unwell. He's got very ashen skin, uh, very like gray-like, um, gray skin, gray hair, blue eyes. Uh, he is currently suffering from uh, an affliction uh, that gnomes uh, do not want, and that is the bleaching. So he is undergoing a bleaching process right now. The chalky disease. <laughs> yes, chalky disease, yes. <laughs> Put some cocoa butter on that. Yeah. I have a poultice you can use. Rub that, get that nice and shiny now. None of that lanolin shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger claw. <laughs> that aloe vera shit. So uh, Rena, you know, as you guys are, you know, just looking at, because I'm assuming we're not just telling this to each other. She's you know, just inspecting each one of you almost just by routine. That's what she does. And she takes it in and she's just like, well, it's a dangerous city. It'd be safer for us to walk together. Dangerous for who? I'll escort you, little lady. No problem. You see the eyes just look at you and like a faint smile. And she's like, very well. Khan gives her a big smile full of tusks and fangs and teeth and all that. She's just like, you could be useful. I am. I want to show you a picture real quick. No, um, yeah, <laughs> you already texted me that. <laughs> yeah, right. The puppet show. <laughs> this is this is her estate down here in the south. 
She's set up pretty good. Yeah, so you could tell how big this, how sprawling this estate is. It, it takes up probably a good tenth of Grey Dirge, which is all this whole area right here. You can see there's multiple venues in to Grey Dirge, many roads, winding, all these different alleys and whatnot. But I wanted you to get the idea of where her her estate was in relation to Grey Dirge and just how blasted the rest of the land looks in conjunction to that. I have a, like a mental image of this lady's like estate because you know it's got to be nice. She's like, you know, big dog that it's like all steps made out of bone and like little gardens and stuff. Like, you know, it takes like 500 people to uh, keep this place landscape nice. They're little small steps. From what I've heard, the Lady Burline is a halfling. So these are half steps. So as you guys stand at the entrance or approaching the archway to the entrance, you see a finely dressed ghoul begin to approach your group from underneath the archway, his lipless mouth presenting a smile that seems to just never fade. He looks at the four of you and he says, Greetings, I am Major Dobo, Miak. If you'll be so good as to follow me, Madame Berline is expecting you in the parlor of the big house. And he doesn't wait for your responses. He just turns on his heels and begins to make his way through the villa's sprawling grounds. As you're going through the grounds, you witness dozen or so zombie hands busily tilling the gardens, pushing wheelbarrows and hauling heavy loads with their rigid movements and rotting flesh reveal that these workers are just basically mindless zombies. Murek calls over his shoulder. I beg of you, pay them no attention. They are mindless and therefore beneath such lords as yourselves. And I'd like for all four of you to make a perception check at this time. Sorrel. 25. Khan. Khan rules a six. Renya. Used to see dead walking. That is a dirty 20, my man. Ooh, Sebastian. 13. 13. Con, you're just you're just enamored with all these undead milling about, tilling the farms and everything. But the other three of you picked up on what this Murk was saying, and by calling you lords, it actually seems as though he's he's poking fun at you. But he doesn't really consider you. A form of royalty or of or lordship. He's just kind of jesting with you, which is kind of odd that that an undead individual would have that kind of uh, mentality. He can appear. say what he wants, but I can't tell if he's a boy or a ghoul. Dead man's got jokes. Oh shit, man! Where's the rim shot? <laughs> As you draw closer to the villa. You notice that the primary residence is a large house built in a more modern style with ribs and skulls and femurs accentuating the predominantly brick construction. A few outbuildings, such as storage sheds and workers' homes and the like, also surround the courtyard. And standing in the doorway of the main house, you see a young woman in plain but well-kept servant's clothes. As she approaches you, she hollers back into the residence. Madame, your guests have arrived. 
At this announcement, one of the closer zombies turns its head towards this screeching and yelling coming from the front door and begins to head towards your procession in a lumbering manner. It starts to gnash its teeth and let out this low, drawn-out moan deep from in its torn throat. It draws 20 feet closer, 15 feet I'm ready to closer. Fight. And as, okay. as it appears that shit is just about to go down, you hear a sharp crack from the open doorway. The noise emanates from a gnarled black staff topped with a pig's skull being pounded onto the porch. The wielder of the staff, a female halfling of medium height and middle age, wearing a yellow dress with ruffles and an orange cloak with a hood thrown back to show her brownish red curly hair. You see a necklace of grisly charms about her neck and she bangs the staff down once again and begins to move towards the undead creature. And the zombie quickly loses interest in the four of you for fear of what this halfling can do to it. She looks at the four of you and says, Greetings. My name is Berlan Haldoli, and this is my humble abode. After a brief pause, she adds rather quickly, I hope you all brought a thirst to go with that journey. Why don't we move inside and leave these walkers to their work? I could use a drink. She leads everyone inside her rather large house and indicates towards a room just off the foyer on the right-hand side. And as a young woman from a few moments ago brings a tray of refreshments, you see the halfling say to her, Thank you, Glorizna. That'll be all for now. Leave us, please. The young woman leaves the parlor and closes the sliding door, bathing the room in privacy. She looks at the four of you, one in each turn, nodding. I want to thank you all for joining me today as I'm sure each of you had some distance to cover in an effort to meet with me. Just know that if you were discontent with your travels, we could always turn you into a zombie. And then at that, she just kind of bursts out laughing. <laughs> no, no, I... I'm kidding. Yeah, they're far more easy to assuage. Yes, very low maintenance. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, that's not entirely correct, which is, I suppose, the reason I've gathered you all here. Uh, see, I'm a, I'm a necromancer by trade, and I'm also a bloodlord. So I'm basically a necromancer with a lot of paperwork, responsibilities, and competition. As I'm also closely affiliated with the reanimators one of our great factions. I'm responsible for raising and maintaining the undead labor force that operates Grey Dirge's farms. We grow a lot of food in Geb, not just for Gebites, but for trade across the inner sea. I'm talking about actual people food. Food for living people, not, not people people food. Uh, that's not my specific business. We have other farms that do that. Uh, I've eaten worse. I can see that you probably have, and you've probably eaten it much rawer than our zombie compatriots have. <laughs> but unfortunately, the zombie farmers are my business, 
and the zombies don't run the farms. They just work the farms under the direction of my charge hands. It's a difficult and dangerous line of work, but it's possible to turn most zombies into relatively docile creatures with the right techniques. It's the farm's charge hands that keep the working zombies from shambling this way and that. Most of the charge hands are zombies themselves, in fact, but ones that have been able to retain their personalities and memories, and for the most part, they do good work. Let me know if I'm getting ahead of myself or if, if I'm boring you or leaving you in the, in the lurch here. Um, what do you feed these things? Well, they've been more or less reduced to vegetarian diets. Huh. That's no life. Of course, well, never, neither is being dead. <laughs> <laughs> you hear people laughing from the other side of the wall. <laughs> Obviously, people are eavesdropping. Well, I'm sure that is quite uh, true, but you must remember that most of these zombie farm workers, they weren't always just low-life individuals even while living, that a lot of these had aristocratic bloodlines, and rather than just let them rot in the ground, most of our citizens of Geb have a tendency to give back to the community. And, well, I know that I personally had a, a charge hand. He was a member of my own household, Sefig. He, when he passed away, I sent him to Ergag's farm as well. And I know he's only been there for a few short weeks, but I had heard really relatively good news. But I'm afraid I'm getting ahead of myself because it is old Ergag's farm that, that brings you four to me now. And I think uh, Rena is just like sipping on one of the champagnes that the person took and you just see like her eyes are like dancing, taking all the details in. A few days ago, it was brought to my attention that one of Grey Dirge's farms, the aforementioned Urgag farm, had missed a few of its shipments. Although as old as Grey Dirge is itself, and possibly built on the remains of an old dwelling, Urgag's farm is, was profitable. So I sent a team of workers to investigate, and, and they never returned. Now, I had originally thought of one of the charge hands might be responsible, but certainly not all of them. My only conclusion is, and she looks around, foul play. So here's the deal. I want the four of you to go out to the old Urgag farm and ascertain what happened. I want you to correct whatever's been done, see to what it would take to fix the damage, basically assess if there is any damage and what might be involved with fixing it, bring it back up to speed, and see if any of the walkers are still around and capable. And do your best to recover any food that might have survived so we can begin shipping out immediately. This is a terrible black mark on my position here, and I don't know if you're familiar with how bloodlords work in Geb, but everybody is trying to undermine everybody else, and if they see any weakness, or they see that you're not able to do your duties, it's not unheard of to have you removed from your position, say in the middle of the night while you sleep. Oh, and uh, most importantly, after you do find out what happened and you report back to me, please, if you can, locate Bradek. He's the charge hand in charge. 
He's the only living member of the workforce, and he's actually a distant cousin of mine. You'll know him by his bare feet and red hair. He's the little wee one as well? Yes, we're all little wee ones. And what of Sefeg, you said? Yes, Sefeg. By the way, um, as payment, I'll sign over the deed to an abandoned manor just outside of the city. It came into my possession recently, and I can think of no better use for it than to reward my new allies for their service. Oh, and by the way, please watch out for Mogusta and be gentle with her as I raised her myself. And who is Mogusta? Well, she is a bull. Not a wee bull, because wee bulls wobble, but they don't fall down. Mm, I've learned a lot from bulls. They kick hard. They butt very heavy. Well, forgive the joke, but (laughs) Magusta is actually a cow. But she might be confused as being a bull as we left her horns upon her. She's just, uh, she's a gentle beast and used to working the farm. And as I said, my cousin Brodick had her trained very well to help out pulling wagons and tilling the yards, the farms, the fields, whatnot. But I take it that uh, if you have no other questions, any questions of me that you would mm-hmm. like to ask? Your letters seem to have a sense of urgency. How long has this been going on without any information back from the farm? You know, it's been a few days so far that we've actually noticed, but I would say probably closer to 10 days. And as she's talking to you, she's walking towards the gnome as she's answering and she's looking at you, Sorel. Yes, about 10 days or so. Please tell me, little gnome friend, what are you doing in the field? What are you doing out of your parish? Well, as you can see by my appearance, I'm not in a well state. I can see that, but there are other stimuli that might have been able to suit an older individual such as yourself, besides getting involved with this. I have a particular skill, Madam Madam Berline, of, of bringing disputes to closure very quickly. Unfortunately, the last, the last, uh, diplomacy, you know, act of diplomacy I attempted did not end well. She moves her hand towards her face, towards your face and pauses. And she's like, may I touch your face? Uh, yes, please. And she touches your face and, and rubs her fingers together. Make a perception check. That is going to be 23. 23. She's looking to see if it came off. She looks at you and then looks at the rest of the group and says, one could never be too careful as a blood lord who we let into our residences. Uh, I assure you, madam, this is real. I, I have, appreciate I have, your certainty, kind. I have been given one chance, one final chance to potentially reverse the effects that you see here. You may have heard of it called as bleaching, you know, throughout the inner sea region. I suffer from such an affliction. My church believes that something here is 
afoot, very evil. There are quite a few things that are afoot in Great Urge, hell for that matter, by the abyss in Geb alone. Are there any other questions? You mentioned that you would like us to fix the farm and bring food back. Did I hear you properly? No, you didn't. I need you to go to the farm, determine what has happened there, see if any of the zombie charge hands are there, and if there's any food. You don't need to bring anything back. Uh, Just if any of the zombie hands are still around, try to corral them, get them back in into the farm and, and get them back up to speed. Zavrena's like, do you have color photographs of Brodek and Zephyr, of course? Oh yes, the family album. They all look uh, like this. Right. <laughs> no um, eyelids, no lips. I assume she can give us descriptions, though, when we see these people. Brodek is a, is a halfling with okay. red curly hair and bare feet. Who else did you want to know about? And then you said, I still this name is messing with me. Saf- Safig. Saf- Safig. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just, she didn't, wasn't so much worried. She was just explaining how everybody gives back to the nation okay. when they die. Like, they don't just get buried unless they had some reason why they didn't want to be reanimated. Well, you know how this stuff goes, man. It's like Scooby-Doo. The first name you hear, that's always the guy that's under the mask. So I'll be looking out for him. <laughs> Or her. Hmm? Old um, man Withers. Yeah. He could have done it too if it wasn't for us kids. Yeah, it seems as if we can find this Brodek. Maybe they can give us some sort of briefing and give us more information on what is actually happening there. Forgive forgive my misunderstanding, madam, of, of what you expected. Oh, it's quite all right. I, I'm sorry to be a little on edge as it is. Dwarf warrior, you seem to be rather quiet. Hmm. Who would gain out of seeing this farm fall? You said there's a lot of competition that you didn't want to get news about this. I would prefer if the other blood lords thought that I could not handle my responsibilities as a as a runner of the farms. Um, there would be no doubt that they would try to usurp my position from me, uh, especially the reanimators. And most blood lords don't retire of their own free will. They're usually assassinated. Hmm. And at that, she turns towards the monk and just looks at him. I am pleased that you were able to make it here and represent so well the monastery. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, it's my pleasure. It's uh, the monastery's pleasure as well. You know, we've heard a lot about you, Missy Burline, and, you know, we want to do what we can do to help. Well, if that'll be all, I'd be hate to expedite your expedition, but time is of the essence right now, and old Urgath's farm is 16 miles away from here. So I wouldn't want to keep you any longer than you have already stayed. If the terms of our agreement are acceptable, yes. Absolutely. Sounds good. Do we and I have a word mm-hmm. with you, though, mm-hmm. uh, Miss Missy Burline? I'll catch up with you fellas in a minute. Sorry. Hold on a second. I do believe your dwarven friend here had something to say. 
Mm. It is a 16-mile hike out there. Is there any possibility you might be able to give us a ride? I could procure a wagon with a donkey, if that would be fine. I don't know if that's really going to get you out there any sooner. But at least you won't be as tired getting there. That'd be quite wonderful, if you may. Sure thing. Mjork, will you please have the wagon hitched up to one of our favorite donkeys? Yes, my name, of course. You know, for the lords, as you said, Merrick. What? The Merrick called us lords when we came in, so, you know. Oh, he uh, did, Oh, well, absolutely, yes. You know, he obviously sees the, uh, the, the discipline that you took in choosing your candidates, so he's obviously making a comment on your choices, you know, so. Merrick, were you being rude to our guests? I was just jesting with them, madam. Somebody about to get spanked. I'll get the ass ready for you, madam. And he leaves and he grabs a couple of shamblers and they go out to the front yard and they start putting together this half-beaten donkey that looks like it's half been chewed on and start hitching it up to this wagon. In a... Yes, young monk, you wish to have a word in private with me? Oh, uh, yeah, it's no problem. It's no problem at all. And she ushers the other three of you out of the parlor and closes the door as you guys leave, and she turns slowly to face you. Yes, Master Monk. So Khan unfolds this piece of paper, said, uh, I recently be, you know, came into this, uh, what is now, I guess, my property. You had sent for the monk, the monk, Hawken Vell from the Greyhand Monastery. Yes, I did. Well, I am not him. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, there's a big difference between an elf and myself. Look at that, I'm a poet. Yes, uh, I can see that. Um, I dueled him in combat, and when I defeated him and he fell, I became the owner of his possessions, and this letter was in it. Well, now, let me ask you this, Master Monk. By you answering the call that is within this correspondence what were you hoping to get out of it oh i wanted to make sure that no one thought that it was this hawk and veil that was going to do all these great deeds for you missy burline that it's me khan i'm the one that gets the the the, the glory and the notoriety for it i wouldn't want that fake ass monk guild to be getting credit for something that i did on my own working for you well, I certainly wouldn't want him working for me if he would be bested by somebody like you who is much more capable of doing said duties. My only concern is whether or not you'll see these duties through to the end. Absolutely. Whatever you're paying him, I'll take a little bit less. How's that? I'll be doing what you asked him to do for even less than I'll do more. Well, the four of you would be getting the manor on the outside of town. That is exactly what I was going to pay him, as well as the other three individuals. Nobody's getting anything more. So if you wish to not take one of the rooms of the manor, but perhaps sleep in the fireplace, I'm sure that it would be much smaller to squander in. However, you four can do whatever you want with the manor. All I ask is that you come back to me with information about Ergag's farm and let me know what's going on and investigate why it is no longer producing for me. 
Tell you what, I'll find out all about that. We'll find out bright eggs, and I'll even bring back your cow. Magusta. It's my gusta, not your gusta. Our gusta. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to be honest with you because I didn't want to be, uh, you know, taking glory from someone else's name. I think I should be taking glory in my name. Let me ask you this, Master Monk. Do your companions know how We've you never came? even introduced our names yet, so I'm just going to be me when I'm talking to them. Well, your secret's safe with me, Master Monk. Oh, again, it's no secret. I want people to know it's me and not that other chump who fell down to a couple punches. Weak-ass oh, chin. It is a fool. <laughs> Weak-ass chin. Elves. They do have a glass, a porcelain jaw. Very well. I'm sure that your companions are waiting for you. It'll be easy to catch up. They're all a bunch of short legs. So watch, I'm going to go now. Bye. Well, here, before you leave, take this with you. She hands you a gold doubloon. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be spent immediately. I don't, when I die, I don't want anybody taking my money no. <laughs> or, or my re-rolls. <laughs> or my re-rolls that you make me re-roll. Oh, that's going to happen. You're going to need it. I got my dice warmed up and ready. So you go outside out of the, out of the front yard and you see that your three companions are already at this wagon with this large beat up looking donkey. And you see Murk looking at you well my lord your carriage is here thank you good man i'm gonna let the other ones ride in the carriage i'm gonna run alongside here i'm gonna grab the donkey see if i can pull it forward a little bit faster we got 60 miles to cover be gentle with that ass mm, you don't know me don't ride that ass too hard we'll be seeing you soon buddy Appreciate it. I'll be here. <laughs> so after a short goodbye, everybody's waving you goodbye, everything, you guys make your way out of Great Urge and head southwest for 16 miles. Who's driving? Bastion will drive. I'll be walking forward, pulling the, that ass, you know, no problem. Bastion's just right behind it, just spanking. <laughs> Spanking I mean, we don't need ass. the wagon. You could all pile on top of here. Little Got ghost it. man, you could jump on my shoulders. We'll run around Master Blaster style. Let's go. So on your way to your destination, you pass no one. In fact, other than the wind in your ears, the silence is almost deafening. You guys got 16 miles to get acquainted. How long does that take, you think? 15 By minutes at a walk. What is it like? It's about probably 15 minutes to walk a mile. Maybe do the math on this. I'm just <laughs> I can't find so the calculator. Four miles an hour. You said 18. So it's about five hours. Oh, my calculator's missing. Piss breaks and whatnot. Yeah. You got to stop and like see the world's biggest peanut and all that on the way. So about eight hours, you say? Sure. We'll stop for a picnic lunch and to see the dogs. <laughs> They're wild wolves. Ain't that right, Copper? Wild hounds. Wild wolves. Meaning that you guys should get to know each other on this trek. 
Oh, Master Dwarf, my name is Sorel Furthog. How did you come to be in this location with the rest of your companions? Name's Sebastian, part of the Order of the Godclaw. It's a subdivision of the Hell Knights from Cheliax. From time to time, our neighbors do branch out for aid, try to keep their side of the line contained. You know, like we always say, righteousness by obedience. Interesting. The lady, your name? So she looks up from where she's like sharpening her dagger. And she's like, Rena Cabreros uh, from Osirian. Second oh. Lieutenant Cabreros. From Osirian. Oh, I'm, I'm from Kadira. I'm not far from where you... Where are you from? Hmm. I don't know. So she names a part of the city. And if you know the city, it's like an upper crust. Give a name. I honestly don't know. Mm. Oh, White Castle. Ten seconds. There you go. White Castle. (laughs) Hell yeah. They have the best Uh, burgers. uh, Another (laughs) lieutenant on our crew. What what brings you here? Uh, Taking a break from the military for now. How, How were you summoned here, though? I got a letter. Just a letter. That was all. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And she, you can almost tell she's a little bit like shifty about it, but she's uh, asked like, what about you? What brings you to Geb? Uh, this is my, perhaps my one and only chance to, to live. If, if you notice, I'm again, I'm not well. My skin, I am undergoing a a bleaching process. And if you have not heard of that, it will slowly kill me. Do you think Uh, the excitement of these adventures will help you? That is precisely one of the reasons that I am here, Rena, is that it, it very may well reverse the process. However, I have other skills that uh, may be applicable to, to this uh, particular adventure. That bleaching thing, that that isn't contagious, is it? Or is it like that eczema? Uh-huh. <laughs> Here comes the slap. <laughs> uh, you know, I hear that that's very catching because the great bard, uh, Michelo Jackson, he started having that where he just started turning like pale and stuff like that. Oh, Monk, you speak. What is your name? Uh, my name is Khan. Khan. I'll show my Khan takes out his letter. Yes, this is the letter that I got for, you know, when the lady Missy Burline summoned me here. This is as he's jogging next to the I'm I'm pulling the ass, you know. This says you're 13. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyone who reads it, you know, I I don't know exactly what it says. You know, I'm not necessarily versed in the language here, but uh, you know, basically it's asking me to come here and take this kind of thing, you know, make make sure things happen, you know, the way according Missy Burline wants. Rena takes the letter and starts going through it. It basically talks about mm-hmm. the monks of the Grey Hand and how the great elf monk Hawk and Vel uh, had been, you know, summoned by uh, Burline Haldoli uh, to uh, to come and aid her, because the monks of the Grey Hand are adept at and fluent and knowledgeable about working with the undead and fighting the undead. Yes, it seems as if she's put together a very uh, interesting team here. Is that what that says? That's just what I'm taking from my uh, own perception. 
make a roll. <laughs> I was gonna say too, as you're looking at her, you kind of see like part of one of her cheeks is like a little bit scarred, and uh, so she's just like, you know, I know, I think we're all interested in excitement, but sometimes a little too much excitement could be a bad thing. We'll have to be careful as well. Don't worry about that. That scar, I know you kind of hide that with your hair. Don't worry about that. It looks good. Scars what makes us. Plus, it's like extra armor on the skin. Broken bones heal back stronger. Scarred skin is tougher. That's what we need. Are you, like, beat up? So she does, she looks at you. Are you, like, the type of guy that's got, like, nasty whip marks and shit all over? How dare you think I was under the lash? No, nah, no. I'm just a... <laughs> Khan has a basic charisma of 10, if that's compared with looks. He's mm -hmm. just a very average-looking character. Gigantic, oh, well, muscular orc that's yeah, green. Not oh. not too bulky, you know, but not not skinny. You know, he's uh, he's half, so he's not as bulky as an orc, but he's not as puny as a human. He's more tall than wide and uh, more lithe than uh, clumsy-looking. So like he's I more said, the, the MMA economy fighter. of a wolf, mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And he has green eyes and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the road winds between a few low foothills before leading to a sprawl of tilled fields nestled in a wide flat valley. You eventually find yourselves atop of a plateau and from this overlooking position, you survey the land below and you see a large rocky outcropping that dominates the center of the valley. And at the northwest corner of this outcropping, as though it's been built with that outcropping as its southwest cornerstone, you see an ancient high stone wall enclosing a compound on the valley floor before you. What you're seeing is Urgag Farm. From this slightly elevated position, you can make out a few of the roofs of the structure within the perimeter of the 20 foot high wall that surrounds the place. But at this distance, it's hard to make out much more than their locations. You do notice that there are four large silos in the northwest corner within the compound. But to give you an idea of how big this farm is, you see that the northern wall of the farm goes from east to west for 330 feet. You see that the eastern part of that north wall has a large gated entrance that's 40 feet wide with a subgate of 15 feet. Along the shorter western wall that juts out from the outcropping, uh, you can see that it's probably about 85 feet from north to south and you see another entrance on that wall that's 10 feet wide the eastern wall itself stretches for 220 feet and the southern wall which jumps out of the uh, other part of the outcropping runs for about 190 feet so you get an idea that this outcropping is huge it's just it completely takes up the southwestern corner of this farm and that's what they use to build the farm out of you know, all the walls and stuff. So you see that from your the plateau that you're on that overlooks all this, there's the dirt road that goes down and actually goes towards the northern wall and towards that gate that's in the eastern portion of that northern wall. 
that large 40 foot wide gate. I think looking at this gigantic infrastructure and you just think about all the work that goes into making this and all the stuff that comes out of it. Uh, Rena is like, you know, Sebastian, your thought about who would sabotage something like this. That was a that was very insightful. Who indeed would want to take something like this down and make Berline look horrible? I think that's the question that we should be going after. I like your way of thinking, Renee. You know, now feeling more comfortable knowing that you're military as well makes this whole thing going to go easier. Tell me what you guys would like to do. We should approach do it. We don't see anything on fire or anything, right? No, you got to imagine that whatever happened, the farm's been out of touch. Well, they haven't sent anybody to the farm or had anything come out of the farm for at least 10 days. So after a couple of days, when she started getting concerned a couple of days ago, she sent a group of people and they never came back. And then that's when she sent word to get more people, get good, better people. Well, we definitely don't want to be going in the front doors of this place. Should we scout out? More information is always better. Seems like there's another entrance over there we could go to. And she just like points two fingers towards the the little door. I think it's time we ditch the donkey in the wagon too. Yes, we can approach on foot in case anybody's watching. Be a little bit more stealthy. We don't know what the hell's going on in this place. Monk, you seem like you have some battle prowess. Do you believe we should enter through the northeast here? Or perhaps along the western entrance? I'd like to get somewhere where I can see a little bit more. Climb up someplace high. Take a look. How tall are these walls? 40? 25. GM, how tall are the walls? I'm looking <laughs> 20 feet high. 20 feet high? Okay. Khan, do you, do you believe that scaling the wall would be beneficial? or I want to go do a, a leap up and see if I can climb up the wall and peek my head over and if things appear clear maybe crawl up on top perhaps but i want to keep a low profile per perhaps we can use the wagon as a little extra height from the ground absolutely perhaps, perhaps not exert yourself so much save your strength <laughs> yeah is there any way i could aid him by like maybe giving him like a boost up dude i, I got the donkey man i got asked for days <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a ice uh, ice cube song. Uh, that's actually where I got it from. Yeah, you can do it. Put your back into it. I think. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that's one. That's exactly the one I was thinking too. Uh, so it's a great uh, song. Climbing check rider, or I guess it would be athletics. Are you jumping, or are you going to try to climb the wall? I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna climb it, but we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna jump from the back of the wagon. Okay. Up okay. To the Twenty I was, foot wall. I was looking up jump to see what you're gonna need to do. That's fine. Go ahead and. Uh, yeah, and I have a quick jump ability too, which is uh, allows me to kind of just do it from a dead, dead stop or whatever. You can use this high jump and long jump as a single action instead of two actions. If you do, you don't perform the initial stride. So, okay, go ahead and make your roll. Make your right. athletics roll. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. So you pop off the back of this ass. Hell yeah! Grab the lip of this wall. 
pull yourself up, get in one of the Rorschach poses. And let me show you what you see. The monks up now, there where, doing where like a sailor position. Where are you at in, in relation to the door though, Sammy? Um, I I wanted to do this like when we saw this place approaching, um, we saw the entrance and all that. I wanted to stop yeah. the wagon or at least move it over and, and do it from like a corner or something like that. So you're gonna jump up on the corner of the north Yeah, I didn't realize we rode up, up to the front doors there. So I think as he's doing this, Renna just steps back about thirty feet and she's just keeping her eyes out, you know, just head on a swivel, uh, watching for anything that's gonna pop up over or, you know, coming from the side, anything like that. Yeah, keep those feathers ready, Renna. Mm -hmm. Con, as you're looking from the oh, corner shit. of that wall. You see two shambling zombies pretty close to the to the entrance gate inside the compound. They're just kind of aimlessly wandering around, and you see just to the west of the gate a body pinned against the wall. Looks like it's been pinned by some kind of a large, goring object. Make a perception check. Hard 20 plus... You notice that this body that's pinned to the wall is about two feet off the ground. And you see these hairy little feet dangling and this head of red locks just forward and into his chest. You see the zombies just lumbering around and start to make their way towards the corpse that's pinned against the wall. And that's where we will end this session. Already? Oh, Come on, man. Oh. It's just getting good. Is he still kicking? Yeah. Gotta jump we'll have to wait till next session. Oh, yeah. we, 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 <laughs> we ain't getting any info out of him. Or is it GM? Oh, it's GM. I see. Trusted GM. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs>